Are you ready to start living the life of your dreams? Are you ready to invite the magic, the stories and the lessons to take your life to the next level? I'm Nicole Winley, and I love to empower people to discover their dreams and to ignite their lives. Because when you feel good, when you believe in yourself, success and achievement are just around the corner. Ain't nothing fabricated here. It's real stories from real people to guide you through life's ups and downs. Let today be the start of something new. Let today be the day that you change any belief that limits you. Welcome to Believe and Achieve It. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Believe and Achieve It. I am your host, Nicole Winley, and I have been chatting with my guest today. I always do a little chat beforehand, and then I'm like, we got to hit record. We got to hit record. So (laughs) my guest today is a dear friend of mine, Charlene Gorzella. Welcome, welcome to Believe and Achieve It. Thank you. I love it. I love you. And Believe and Achieve It. Uh, it's so you. <laughs> so Charlotte, a little backstory on us is we went through a coaching program together and it was like a six month program, right? Ups, downs, highs, lows. We did it all. And then at the end of our program, we had a podcast to create and her and I were both like, oh my God, we are not technical. I can't believe we're doing this. Who knew we'd have a podcast And here we are two years later. I have been on your show. I now am having you on my show and I'm so excited. So you are a grief recovery method method specialist. And I've always been kind of drawn to you as I went through some grief that I've talked to you in the past about. So thank you for being here and just shining your light on the world. I love it. I always love seeing your social media and your peace. I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Well, thank you for the invite. I love it. And I really, I think think you and I are embarking on our lives that we want to make a positive change in the world, a shift. And your believe it, achieve it, you exemplify what that is on your lives, on your Facebook and all that. And how I got into grief recovery method and grief recovery work, people are like scratch their head, like Charlene, you of all people, you're doing <laughs> right. Grief. So yes, I like, can't even imagine that. Yeah, you're so positive. And what people don't know is the grief recovery method. I am not a therapist. I'm not a grief group or grief support group. I use a methodology that's educational with some therapeutic approach to it. So there's a methodology. It doesn't, you're not going to go cover your grief for a whole year, even though we're always working with our emotions and life happenings and all that. But the methodology is something that helps you get into your heart, walk through the filters of your life that you don't even realize you're walking through Hmm. the filters of grief. And I've seen people commit, I haven't seen them myself, but from suicide to giving up in the world and just living at best a mediocre life. And they don't know it's Mm. grief. Because grief is so many different things. It can be from a death. It can be from a suicide. It can be from, you know, a terminal illness. It can be a divorce. It can be a loss of a job. There's so many things that are under the word grief. Yeah, there's people are afraid of it. Yeah, there's 40 plus reasons to grief. Mm. And some people don't even talk about the intangible losses. And to get back, the reason why I got into grief recovery is I've always been in the human potential movement. 
I started with Tony Robbins in the 80s. I did Institute of Self-Actualization. I am a seeker and I want to live life beyond my wildest dreams. So, of course, I always say yes to a lot of things, even though I'm not quite sure, even doing that podcast, right? <laughs> right. You and I both did not want to say yes to that, but we People did. Are like, look. You, yeah. Human potential and grief. I said, yes. And I've, I've experienced the grief recovery methods and I'll, I could tell you why as we talk a little bit more, but um, yeah, it's, I remember at the beginning of the pandemic when I first started the podcast and I was a newly, you know, certified grief recovery method specialist. And now I'm an advanced grief recovery method specialist because we had to learn how to be on Zoom because we were uh, all, you know, everything's on Zoom. Yeah. Yes. And that's why I'm advanced. Now. I do one-on-one and groups. And when I say human potential, that is my goal here. And it's an evidence-based program. And so thousands and thousands of people from all over the world has used it. So anyway, I don't want to talk about that so much, but we were talking about, for example, current events. Yes. What's happening in Ukraine? Displacement. We're all experiencing loss right now with what's happening in Ukraine. Oh, my God. And we talk about grief. Grief is a normal reaction to loss and sudden changes in life. And besides the Ukraine, we've had COVID Mm -hmm. in the last few years. Then we had Black Lives Movement. Then we had the, well, before that, we had the Me Too movement. Lots of upheaval, lots of losses. Mm. Men experiencing loss of their whole philosophy. And I don't, you know, I don't say this is good, this is bad. It's like, what's going on here in our world? Mm Because this is all worldwide stuff happening. And then Ukraine, we're all in it. And also grief, there's grief that we all have mixed emotions during grief. This is bad stuff, war, killing, dying, displacement, the intangible stuff that I had talked about, the loss of trust. Stuff that we never like imagined was possible, honestly, for me. No. And I used to always wonder because for many years, decades, I wasn't going through like my parents or grandparents or ancestors, World War II, worldwide depression, or yeah, the depression. Yeah. I've gone through a couple recessions that affected my business. I'll give you some history of mine. I was a 26-year owner of a company. Right. And I was CEO. It was in Chicago at 21st floor at the corner office view, a little view of the lake in Chicago. And I hey, up- views of you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just grateful. And I couldn't believe me, this little Chicago girl, inner city. I didn't even have a high school. Well, I had a high school diploma and I had some college, but I people used to say, what college you go to? I go Streetwise University. <laughs> oh, I love that, right? Yeah. So I built this business, had all these people at their college education and degrees and all that kind of stuff. So I had it for 26 years and I sold it. And I've always through that time owning the company, I did Tony Robbins in the mid nineties, did all his stuff. And as I said earlier, what I did, and then I sold it a year into it into the, not retirement, but once I sold it, I would lost my identity. I was like, I was, I had living a life of certainty in what I was doing. And then I, all of a sudden I'm in uncertainty. Yeah. You're major. And I know that's part of human life. 
not that I didn't have uncertainty or certainty in some things, but there was a biggie. I was like, what is going on? I was grieving identity. And I didn't know that. And thank Mm. God in the universe's infinite wisdom, as I was searching for my next step in life, not even thinking about grief, I met this man because I was looking to see if I was going to uh, be a, uh, a death doula who helps people transition from their dying, from death and dying. Sure. And then I found out talking to this guy who was a hospice nurse and all that kind of stuff. But he was also, so I was talking to him about him. Somebody introduced me and we're talking and he said, Charlene, based on your background, I feel like there's something else that could be great for you because it's very isolating doing that kind of work. He goes, I am a grief recovery specialist. I think you should check it out. You can get certified. And I think you have the personality and the heart for it. And I was like, okay. And I said yes to it. Oh, during this time of grief. Well, I showed up, did the grief recovery method, and things came out that blew my mind. Didn't know I was lost my identity. I was grieving my identity, grieving my certainty, and among other things, you know, father that died when I was 16, my mother died when I was 29, 29. And then mm. I went into recovery. I'm a sober person for 34 years now. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. So lots of changes, losing my buddies, the drugs and alcohol and all that stuff. Didn't know. I had a lot of unresolved and incomplete grief in my life. Mm. Mm. Healing from that, you know, uh, I've talked about it a lot, but when I had the final straw, like when, when Mike died, when healing from that, was when I realized I had all that other underlying stuff that we don't heal from and you have to heal. Mm -hmm. And I'm so in my head sometimes in the intellect. I don't know if you were and many of my clients and people I've worked with and friends and all that. I didn't know how to get into my heart. No, I Mm I was ashamed of my grief. I didn't even know how how to name it. I hit it. Yeah, I hit it. Yeah. You know, you can I say this? I remember you telling me you didn't go out of the house for two years. And that, I never forget you. I tell people about you when a situation arises. And you did. And thank God, no matter every ounce of your body or your heart or your subconscious was like, go. Even you were probably like nails on your front door. I am not leaving. You were probably just like holding that. I can't go in your head. I was physically ill. Yeah. When I would go somewhere. Yeah. And then sometimes, right, your heart's telling you something different. Mm -hmm. And so I see. And then NBC said, this was like like the first year of the pandemic, maybe the first six months, eight months. And I was doing this grief stuff. And it said the third pandemic will be grief. (gasps) Ah. And I see it now worldwide. I'm in grief. I'm Polish. Like I said, oh, I want to backtrack to conflicting emotions. And that's part of grief. Me being, I'm Polish by nature. That is, I grew up in Chicago, biggest, you know, Polish community, larger than Warsaw, their capital. Oh, wow. And I see my Polish brothers and sisters helping the refugees from Ukraine. Mm-hmm. waiting at the airport with signs. Mm. I have a room. I just got chills. I know. 
Airbnb donates a bunch of rooms. And then also citizens of the United States and other countries are buying rooms for the refugees. And I'm so happy. And I don't know the bigger picture of it all. I know I'm not happy to, you know, I mean, we're getting bombarded left and right on our social media, in our news, on our television. I was born in 1957. And, you know, there were only so many channels on TV. I remember (laughs) watching the Beatles on Ed Sullivan when I was six. And we didn't have that at all at you. In the morning, I wake up looking at my Facebook while I'm up. Yes, 24-7, it's at us. Yeah. Yeah, Boom, 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 boom. If we don't think that's affecting us. And so, and then COVID, our, you know, those subliminal losses that we don't identify because we got to pull up our bootstraps, right? And just march on. Talk about uncertainty. Everybody in the world was slapped with uncertainty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember just recently, I was like, this guy could be crazy enough. You think about Hitler. This guy could be crazy enough to like do a nuclear bomb. And I don't want to scare people, Mm -hmm. but that affects you. Well, you and I were talking about that before we started recording. And I said, you know, like I am definitely aware. I try not to get into the news. I try to be educated, but, and be aware, but not sucked into it. And my heart breaks as I sure, I'm sure most people's does when we see all of this happening, but I don't want to be living in fear of what if this happens? What if this, what if, what if, what if, what if? So what is your insight on, on the fear, living in the fear base with, with that grief? Well, fear is normally, to me, it's, fear is like a phantom. Most of our fears don't come to pass, right? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. <laughs> My therapist told me that many times. She's like, well, did you die? And I'm like, no. <laughs> And fear is, and I'm going to get into this positive intelligence work I'm doing, is like, excuse my language. Can I swear just one time? Of course you can. (laughs) Fear, fuck everything and run. Yeah. Right? So that's how I feel. I just want to go. Yeah. I used to do that all the time. Yes. When I was living in my grief and in my uncertain life and in that mindset, I was everything. It's like yeah. fuck everything and retreat. Yes. So, you can it. so yeah. So use what you want with the acronyms, but I just started working. I'm doing the grief recovery work, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the best time to do something like this. I am started. I just finished a program, a seven week program, and then I'm getting it more certified into it in coaching. It's called positive intelligence. I mean, you had me at positive. So. I know. That's why I'm like, she'd be perfect to expand in her work with us. And positive intelligence, we work on your saboteurs. This is stuff that works with, is with you all the time. What sabotages your life? You get into relationships with your saboteurs. You know, um, get married because you're operating on your saboteurs. You pick careers because you haven't dealt with your saboteurs Mm. and the saboteurs are the first one. The biggie is judger. 
judging self, judging others. And it's a constant cycle. I'm not saying we don't have a judgment tool in our life or, you know, discernment or whatever, but the judger can destroy your life. Mm -hmm. And then you have the avoider, the hypervigilant, the perfectionist, the overachiever, and among other things. And then what the program talks about, you work with an app, which is a way things are going to go nowadays. And I've worked with an app. Right, for you and I to say that we'll work with an app. Is <laughs> it's right. But it's so easy. A child could do it. I swear to God. <laughs> like me. And then the goal is to get to your sage. Oh, we all have it. A sage is someone who comes from love and all they do. And there's two areas they have. They either are in acceptance or innovation. When there's a problem, let's say you're driving down the um, highway, right? Or a freeway, expressway, whatever you call it. And I know your stuff is international. So I hope you understand. I don't know what you call freeways in London or whatever, but I hope you get the gist of this. Driving down the street, right? We're all. <laughs> yeah. And this is easy stuff you can practice. You know, uh-huh. it's not the big stuff. But for my fiance, it's big stuff. He hates traffic so much. I keep saying, <laughs> Reframe, reframe. Right? Don't put in there. I hate it, right? <laughs> you can ask the sage. You can either accept it and go, okay, I accept this, what's going on, and then live in peace. And I'm in 12-step, right? And so it's acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. If I find one a person, place, or thing unacceptable to me, I can find no peace until I accept Ooh. that person, place, or thing exactly as it is. And that's where peace comes in. It doesn't say you condone it. You just have an acceptance. And then you get into your, if you want, you look, okay, is this my acceptance or my innovator? How can I make this better? Like driving down the street, right? And you have all this traffic. I know when I'm late, I want to be like Moses and split (laughs) red seats. I want everyone to listen to me. Charlene is on the way. I get self-centered and all that kind of stuff. So, but when I'm on time and have a few minutes to burn, I'm like, la, 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 la. So it's me. I am the answer to all of my problems. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the innovator, it's like, oh, I think I'm going to listen to this podcast. This podcast, Nicole Whitley, achieve it, believe it. (laughs) I'm going to just be in the moment and maybe to sing a song that I haven't heard. Oh, that's my thing. Always turn on a good song. And dance it out in the car. No reason right. to be in a tizzy. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. It's not like I'm not in denial. I know there's traffic, but how can I innovate? Is it more yes. fun? Like, let me get pissed off or mad or innovate. It, when I'm in innovation stage, I that's where the energy is. And I get more passion in life. I was coming from Las Vegas area to LA on Sunday and I saw all these solar farms, right? And then I was driving and I was like, oh my God, I go, this came to me because I was quiet and just looking and I wasn't in my head. I go, oh, I think about passion in life because I was feeling passionate about the weekend, my love next to me and just life. And that's the space I was in. I saw that. I was like, oh, passion is my solar power. So I have to identify what I could be passionate about. And this is so true. Oh my God. Yeah. I can go for hours when I'm in my passion. Uh-huh. But if I'm sort of 
in pissed off in traffic. I just want to get there. Let me just get there. How energizing is that, right? So, but talking about grief and while I say, always tell people, get out of your intellect and input into your heart. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how do I explain it? But for now, how do you get to your heart? People says, I don't know how to get to my heart. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? But now I'm getting to it. To instead of saying, like, get out of your head. How easy is that? For right. People? I know. And then that just makes you more in your head. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm dumb. I'm, you know, the judger comes out. Right. And it's with you for all day long. Right. <laughs> and uh, it's so funny. He's going to hate. I'm going to say this. But my fiance, he got a ticket and it's like five hundred and some odd dollars. <gasps> and he's very frugal. He doesn't like to just spend. And it was just with it. He was just with it. He was in his head the next day. He's fine. But it was like a lot of hours of like, oh, you know, I don't know if you can relate to it. That smallest stuff that just sticks. To you. Yeah. That's a loss, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we diminish that. And for okay. somebody for that's that's a huge loss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so it was funny. And then I think about this work, positive intelligence. It's not like don't deny your feelings, but how can you reframe? Which is to mm-hmm. me a gentle way, like, oh, reframe. Not that you're dumb, change it. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to reframe. I'm a little off the mark in how I'm approaching this or feeling about this. Mm-hmm. I accept my feelings, but really identify what it is or else you can't go forward. What's that snapshot right now? Identify it. Don't bypass that feeling because it's a gift. Mm. And so what does that have to do with grief, grief recovery? Like probably the subject matter of this podcast, everything. <laughs> We're just having a real chat, right? And people, yeah. that's what my listeners say. They're like, Nicole, I feel like you're literally in my living room having a chat. So that's what we're doing. We're in everyone's yeah. living room having a chat. <laughs> yeah. And the intellect, it's not a bad thing, but how do we work together with heart and head? Mm-hmm. And let's work on that positive part of ours. How can we, like, just for an example, a PQ or even the grief recovery method, the grief recovery method is going from the unresolved to the resolved, incomplete to the complete. How do you do that? Forgiveness, apologies. I have a real hard time with the forgiveness. Events, yes. And significant events. And people, you're saying forgiveness, right? Mm-hmm. People think forgiveness means you condone. You're going to condone the behavior, but you're not. You do it for you. And sometimes you have to forgive yourself because you've, the guy person is dead, whoever you're mad at, or they're, you're divorced, or a company closes down, or you're laid off. You could be mad at the management. I remember when I owed my company, right? People would want to leave jobs. And my company was growing. People were in and out. We had long-term mm-hmm. people, but some people couldn't handle being, it was a staffing firm, recruiters, fast, 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 high, you know, pace. And other companies or people I would interview, they would always want to put down their current job. They want to leave to make them bad, to be able to push them out of a situation. So somebody else has to be bad. Or they left my company and blamed us because we didn't do this right. Blame, right? right. Yes. Yeah. And I try to tell people, you're either pushed by pain or pulled by a vision. Which one? Oh, you can you can leave a job and say, you know what? I'm being pulled to do something else. I've identified I don't want to be a recruiter anymore. It's too much pressure. 
I don't want to do sales. That's not me. I tried it. And while I was okay, you know, it just doesn't fit me. And tell the employer that. So you don't burn bridges. And people think they have to make something wrong to leave, even in relationships. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you outgrow someone. Right. And you have to. And you're waiting for that big fight or you're picking. Right. I used to never know how to end things. I used to go, how can people just healthily end a relationship and have a conversation? Okay, we're going to, you know. Make a decision. What was it? Conscious uncoupling? Yeah, right. That's cool now, right? It's cool to consciously uncouple. Yeah. And I used to wait till the roof cave in. Like, and maybe I got married and and I waited for something to like make it. That's too big. I'm out of here. And you don't have to do that. It causes a lot of wasted life. Oh my gosh. That's so boom. Yes. Wasted life. Yeah. And look at grief. I just got engaged and I had relationship issues. I lost my dad at 16. This is the filters, everyone. I lost my dad at 16, my mother at 29. And this is probably going on before. I I never got a chance to really get to know my dad. I was at 16 and my friends were more important and me going out with my friends. Mm-hmm. And I started, you know, drinking and everything at that young age. So it inhibited my relationship with my dad. And one of my fears as a kid was I was going to, my parents were going to die. Mm. It was weird. This fear, this young girl. And then my mother died and they died instantly. So there was no goodbyes, no Mm. saying I apologize for this. And Hey, I remember those times. It was, it was boom, boom. Mom died. Dad died. Mm. And that was it. And I was afraid to get into relationships. I didn't know it. I was like, why do I have all these relationships that don't stand the t- test of time? Like every couple of years, you know, or something when I was in a relationship and when I was married, I, I choose wrong. Like I talk about the saboteurs. How did I pick this person who was didn't have the same core values or anything? I wasn't conscious. I wanted to get married. I was 36 years old. <laughs> and I didn't, even though I had doubts beforehand. Mm. Because you were in your head and not in your heart. Yeah. And some and people who haven't done any kind of work like this before, you're going to experience some things. And recovery doesn't take that long. It's not something. There'll be growth spurts. You're going to expand in ways that will just floor you, that will bring you a new freedom and a new happiness. Not that you didn't have happy times in your life. I had times where, wow, life is good. And then times where it's like, man, I'm, I'm perplexed why I can't commit for a lifetime with someone until death do us part. And that's just part of this. I'm just giving you my story here. But now doing the work I do at Grief Recovery, I let go of the filters, afraid of heartbreak, afraid of getting too intimate. It even affected sex. Right away, it's like... Ooh, let's go at it, right? And right. then as we got closer and got more intimate, <sighs> subconsciously, I'm afraid I'm going to get hurt. And then all of a sudden, I'm just like, and just one other thing is I did some attachment theory work. And I'm throwing all kinds of words at you. But just think <laughs> about this, right? And this guy said, this guy I worked with for a short period of time, said, Charlene, there are certain things that relationships must have. One of them is you have the right to be separate and a right to belong and be in a we. 
He said, Charlene, you've got separate down path. I didn't know how to be in a we. Mm. I never thought in a relationship that we were really, really a A we. Because I was doing my thing, building a company, this. It was all about me. Not that I didn't care or love the person or relationships, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know how to really be with him like I am now with my relationship. People go, God, you guys all hang out because now you work at home. And so we're together a lot and we enjoy being with each other. Before Mm -hmm. that would have, you know, I needed my (laughs) freedom. Yes, I know. Yeah. Can you relate to that at all? I can, you know, I can 100% relate to that, but I've been working on those things. <laughs> That's great. That's my goal. I'm going to fix you up being a recruiter. I'm going to match you with someone. Hey, I'll let you. I will let you. <laughs> so we operate in all kinds of ways we don't know, but we need help. I needed help. I still use coaches. Mm-hmm. Because, right. believe- because we always need to learn and grow, right? Yeah, makes it fun. When I talked about passion, it oh, I cannot marinate in my own knowledge up in this noggin, even in my heart. Sometimes my heart has to be introduced to something that opens it up a little more. Like in the Ukraine, it's opened people's hearts. So I just donated beautiful. the dogs. You were talking about the dogs because you have your, your animal family. Mm-hmm. I donated Money. I was like, okay, at least I'm making a contribution because that is a human need mm-hmm. contribution. Mm-hmm. If we can just, you know, complain about like who's president or political party, it's like, how do we come from a place? I would say I'm Switzerland. I have my choices or who I resonate with more. And I do get angry. Uh, the emotions come up, but that's being human. But my goal is to, to come from non judgment. Mm-hmm. And listening, a grief recovery specialist, what we teach is become a heart with ears. And you don't have to be a grief recovery specialist to be that. You can be a human living in the world and just picture heart with ears and listen, actively listen. We're so like, you're wrong, I'm right. You're wrong, I'm right. We will never get anywhere. And that's people talk about climate change. I think what will destroy our planet worldwide is that we're not listening to each other because everyone has some validity and sometimes just hold those lips and go, mm-hmm. come yeah. from I'll even have to say, come from love, come from love in my mind, still listen. But that little a mantra is telling me come from love or I believe in God, which is an infinite intelligence. That's my interpretation mm-hmm. that flows through me. And I have to look at the other person as they are an expression of it, universe, whatever you call it. And practice, it takes practice, but then it gets easier. That is so beautiful. I mean, that is so beautiful and it's so true. Come from love, come from love, come from love. Yeah, let's take a deep breath. That was very powerful to me. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for that. Yes. You're welcome. I'm sorry I interrupted your end of that breath. Oh, no, 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 no. You're good. Oh, that really, I just had an aha moment on my own podcast. <laughs> you sound like Oprah on Super Soul Sunday. That was an aha. Yes, that was an aha. Oh, because that is so true. Come, Yeah, because... 
there's so much disagreement and so much this side, that side, this side, that side. What I say, I've said it so many times. What happened to love thy neighbor? Yeah. I don't understand. (laughs) I know. Even being in traffic, like love thy neighbor. That means love thy person that's next to you, right? Like come from love. Oh, thank you for that. I hope everybody else got an aha moment out of all that today. <laughs> oh, God, you made my day. Thank you so much. <laughs> it is significant. Thank you so much, Charlie. You're welcome. <laughs> so how can our listeners find you? Well, first off, I have a Facebook group called Grief Recovery Now. And it's a private group. So just if you want to get in, you know, there's a little button that tells you, you know, I want in. And then I'll approve you. And I check everyone out. If I see someone who has nothing on their Facebook. Yes, yes group, I know. So it's a safe environment. You know, I'm only human, but I try to be as um, discriminating as possible in the highest sense of the word. Right. Because we want to open our hearts. I'm like that with Believe in Achievement on my Facebook group. And I just want to open it up. Like I see someone that I have a request and I'm like, oh, and then I look and I'm like, I do. I kind of research a little bit, like screenshot, go and see what's happening before, because this is a safe space. Yes. Yeah. And we have people who listen all over the world on our podcast. So I'm yes. like, is it someone from Yugoslavia or someplace? And they maybe they heard it and they started Facebook. I don't know, but I just have to trust my intuition, which yes. is, I hope it's my superpower. That's what I call it. And, and, you know, due diligence with that. And so Mm -hmm. anyway, so, so I do that. And then I have a podcast called Grief Recovery Now with Charlene Gorzella. I'm on all the podcasts, most of the podcast platforms. Um, My favorite is Apple, because then you can subscribe, rate and review. (laughs) I like that. And please, um, Nicole, I did that for you at the very beginning, a couple of years ago. And I always call you Snap Crackle Pop. That's your personality. It's like, so it's so cool. And you have that live Facebook thing that you do. And then I would say through grief recovery method, there's a website. And if it's grief recovery method at, wait, I can't remember. Oh, www.griefrecoverymethod.com. I think it's forward slash Charlene that or underscore Gorzilla, but you can go on the grief recovery method website and it's all over the world. So wherever you are in the world, that's great. Look up my name and then you can email me. Well, it's not hard to find us, right? Right. Slide into our DM, slide into my direct messages. And I get a lot of direct messages. So keep them coming. It, It fuels my soul and it gives, gets me going. When I get the thank you, Nicole, for that, I was able to share that episode with my sister, with my neighbor, with my cousin. And that is what gets me to continue to do these podcasts every week. Oh, isn't that the truth? You're important. That one that comes in, I enjoyed it. Or like you said, I referred my sister, my brother, that fills our hearts to keep going because it's not Uh always easy. No, because we have to do our own work to go forward and we want to do it with you. Yes. And even Instagram, my Instagram is Charlene underscore Gorzella at Charlene underscore Gorzella, C-H-A-R-L-E-N-E underscore Gorzella. And you're going to have it on notes, right? I'll send you. Yes, it'll be in the show notes. But for those that are just listening in the car and they're never going to look at the show notes. (laughs) 
know, I know, right? Hey, it's out, it's out there. It's everywhere. You can reach her through me. You can direct message. You can email. You can show notes. You can do it all. It's all out. We're easy to get. <laughs> I cannot thank you enough. I cannot believe that it took me this long to realize that you have not been on my show. I was on your show, so I think that's what I was thinking. Ah, and I thought, oh, I cannot believe. Charlene has not been on Believe It Achieve It. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's you a blessing so, and an honor to have you on today. Oh, uh, you are so welcome. I, the feeling is mutual. And you have look for Nicole Widley's podcast episode on grief recovery now. She'll talk about things. I don't know if you've talked about it on your show, but the nitty gritty of her turnaround in life that brings her to where she is today, which is awesome. Yes, yes, yes. So thank you everyone for listening. Peace and love, harmony. Oh, always peace and love, right? Oh, love you and thank you. And you guys, don't forget, share with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review. And make it an awesome, awesome, awesome day. Much, much love. Bye, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Believe It, Achieve It. If you enjoyed this episode and it brought you some value, please share it with a friend or subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. I love hearing from all of you, so please drop me a line at CoachNicoleWindley.com. That is CoachNicoleWindley, W-I-N-D-L-E-Y.com. Catch you next time. Much, much love.